All right, first episode of the new year. Uh, isn't technology great? Yeah, 2022. What's up? All right. Hopefully, uh, hopefully this will work. It's 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 totally on my end. I'm sorry. Like I don't know. We were just joking that I mean that that's the bad thing about the show because we're all in different areas. You're in Atlanta. I'm in Charleston. Obviously, the headquarters is in Rock Hill, South Carolina. So mm-hmm. we were in Myrtle Beach this weekend. So we're always all over the place. Like I noticed yeah. around the ACL with Trey and Mish and Anthony and Mike, they had to do it from Myrtle yeah. Beach. I don't know how they pulled that off, but so we are totally at the mercy of. Uh, <laughs> of our wireless and of course i'm on it all day right i'm checking all the websites and and getting ready and doing everything and and of course just as we're about ready to come on and record that's exactly what happened to me when we did our uh, crossover with uh, girls throw two with mish and uh, whitney yeah i mean i all day i've been using it and then the moment that i had to go on it just would not reload for whatever reason i did it for my phone and that was brutal but we can't do this from you can't do it from your phone because you're you're the producer. You're the director of the producer, the star. I mean, you're Jeff McCarrier. You, yeah, you're, we're going to have you, to teach you how to do this so that I, when I can't uh, do it, then you can do it and I'll just be on my sure. phone. Sure. Yeah, that's that's what we need. We need me <laughs> controlling technology. Right. Uh, hey, you like my digs? Got my I air do, mail man. Look at you. Where'd you get that? Did they send it to you? Did you from steal David. that from somebody? Oh, oh yeah, David I did. I stole it. it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, so David sent it out. Yeah, you know, he, I mean, David, for those who don't know, and, and Bernie, I've got, I've got to, uh, you got to remind me too, because each week we have people who are, you know, in the know, you know, cornhole, cornhole people, you know, who yeah. watch. And then a lot of people that, that are starting to tune in who are not necessarily, you know, avid cornhole fans. So, right. so, so if I'm repeating myself, I'm sorry, but yeah, so two, two big, uh, or one big friend of the show is all the guys from SWAT Cornhole on CBS. Who did not send me a sweatshirt, by the way. I but did you got not to go re- out there and play with I, them. I, I did. I did. But you this know. is my consolation prize. I, I do have a hat. I have a hat for my, I have hat and memories. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm hoping to get out there one of these days, but anyway, so, so the guys from yeah. SWAT Cornhole on CBS who just got moved to Sunday. So congratulations to those guys. Big huge yeah. prime time slot. So, uh, Shamar Moore uh, is a star. David Lim is his co-star. Shamar and David, huge cornhole players. Uh, they actually play in a league on Thursdays uh, in Santa Clarita, I think is what they said. It's just north of L.A., kind of yeah. fr- right around where they live. Is that, is that where it's at? I think Santa Clarita. I think yeah, I can't really remember. We didn't get a chance to go out and see like where their normal league was was played. We kind of, you know, we just hung out in Shamar's house, man. You know, we we, we didn't mess <laughs> around with the other people. Right, poor Bernie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and you're upset because I got a sweatshirt. Yeah, right. But anyway, so so they're they're gear. So they came up with the SWAT yeah. cornhole gear, and they've got this logo. They got their own bags and and hoodies like this. And uh, David David just kind of posted some of the gear, and uh, and I and I sad. I reached out to him and I said uh, I said, dude, I'm like that stuff is sweet. I'm like when you guys you know put together a shop or whatever, let me know. I said I'm for sure in. I, I'm going to buy some of that stuff. And he said, dude, he said don't buy anything. He said I'll send you some. So. That was, that was no, super, awesome. super nice of him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, so. he's such a good guy. He, he truly is. You yeah. Know? I, mean, I haven't, I, mean, I haven't like, had a chance to meet Shamar yet. I'm sure Shamar is an awesome guy too. Yeah. And, and again, uh, great, great for the sport these guys are playing, but David, I know personally now and stay in touch with, and you're right. I mean, he's a terrific guy. I mean, look, you know, there's people that you meet in life and you know, there'll be business friends, you know what I mean? Friends yeah. from work. And then you'll have, you know, friends for life, blah, 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 blah. And then you'll run across people that, you know, I don't know how close you'll ever get with them, but you just realize that's a solid person. Yeah. You know, if circumstances were different, you know, we'd be hanging out. 
kind of thing. You know, and David kind of strikes me as that guy. Yeah, he, totally. He's a really cool dude. So uh, yeah, so appreciate him sending out the uh, the hoodie and and you know what? And just just a side note, I should thank Jason McCannon too, also the Fire Cornhole. I'll wear his in, in one of the shows. But uh, about a month ago, Jason sent me a sweet. I, I love I love uh, the Fire Cornhole logo with just the f it's in some sort yeah. of final gaelic i don't know it's really <laughs> yeah i don't know what it is it's really it's really cool so we're gonna have to get him on the show one day just to yeah we need, just, well, we just need to let all these just to let his ego just like just just power <laughs> through the screen right <laughs> we need to get all the bag manufacturers on at some point because i mean sure. you talk about uh, i mean a booming industry holy oh, cow yeah. i cannot believe these bag manufacturers popping up out of nowhere and and some of them really are, I mean, like Fire Cornhole and Lucky Bags. Well, I, mean, I don't want to start naming them. You know them all. Yeah. But uh, huge. I mean, just huge. It's so. uh, it's an industry that has really blown up. You know, yeah. I mean, you, you look at the top four or five bag manufacturers, they are they are doing quite well for themselves. So, yeah, for sure. You know, good, and Contraband now and, and Noah Wooten and his, and his gang. Sure. I mean, wow. I mean, it's, I mean, huge. it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. You know. It kind of lets you know because there's only so many people playing, you know, as professionals or even as advanced. What you know, people that are buying these bags around the country and now around the world, it's kind of amazing because to make the money these guys are making, the amount of bags that are being bought, it's not just the players that we know about. It's obviously people out there throughout the country that are buying these bags. So it's it's amazing how the sport it's just another example of how the sports just kind of exploded onto the national scene. Yeah, for sure. And uh good transition. Speaking of exploding another huge weekend. Uh, yes. we're all now back. I, I think everyone's back from Myrtle beach, except yeah. for Brian Schram. I is think Brian still is still, is he really? I, I, you know, I felt bad for him because he was posting. I actually watched it. I happened to, to, to hop on Facebook, by the way, uh, we launched all of our social media today. So, mm -hmm. um, looks great. So make sure you follow us and like us now on Facebook, borderline, baby, borderline on Facebook, uh, borderline show, um, is the uh, name on uh, Instagram and Twitter. But, uh, so we'll have that up for you now for 2022. But anyway, so I was on Facebook and all of a sudden I see just the sad, uh, oh, I did see that post from Brian Sh Brian Schramm. Again, for those who don't follow the sport, Brian Schramm is uh, he's he's an ACL uh, cornhole player, and but he's also a professional uh, bass fisherman. He's on Bass Masters. You've probably seen him on TV. Some of you may may know the name, and he's also a very accomplished singer songwriter. So sure. uh, we'll for sure have him on the show and have him uh, modern have him day Renaissance man. But anyway, so so many people were having a, a tough time getting back because of the weather. And and were delayed one or two days. And did you see, um, did you see what happened on I ninety five? Yes, I did. That's insane. I did. Yeah, tragic. Yeah, some people uh, some people died. Wow. And that, that's just... uh, which brings up a whole story for a different time. Yeah. Um. I was I was trapped in a similar scenario about five years ago on really? I sixty five headed north. Yeah, I was headed up to do a couple of basketball games. One was. Uh, Oh, I can't remember now. I think up uh, near Cincinnati and then another one. Um, I can't remember. It, oh, it was uh, Northern Kentucky. When Northern Kentucky was just had, had was just kind of splashing on the scene with their big D1 uh, basketball program. Uh, now, now they've made the NCAA tournament really good. But anyway, same thing. We were stuck. But but uh, anyway, so, so that's a story for another time. But yeah, so so many players were delayed getting home. And so today, uh, Brian Schramm on Facebook, he's like, Hey peeps, I'm going live in a few minutes. I'm going to put my feet in the ocean for the first time. I'm like, what is he talking about? He was still in Myrtle Beach. <laughs> wow, that's 
I mean, that's brutal. You know, like because yeah. didn't he say he was three quarters of the way home on his flight, and then they rerouted him back? And then yeah, they were headed. There? He was headed to Baltimore. He was just about there, and then right. yeah, they had to turn around and they brought him all the way back to Myrtle Beach. Couldn't even get him close. Wow, that's apparently. awful. I mean, you know, yeah. look, Myrtle Beach is great, but you know, this is not Myrtle, North Myrtle, Polly's Island when it's in season, right? There's not a lot. You know, it's kind of dead right now, so it's it's not. Yeah. The, you know, exciting, vibrant place that you would see in the summertime. It's, it's, it's kind of sad, Myrtle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's, it's, it, it was a super fun place to be for the holiday weekend. But right. you're right. Come Sunday, and especially yeah. Monday, and then, and then okay. for sure today, they're all gone. I mean, yeah. they've been gone now for a while. So anyway, so hopefully, hopefully Brian gets uh, back. Okay. But what a weekend! So we had uh, we had the high school championships, the college championships. Kind of a little uh, turn, uh, kind of a twist for our show today. Two uh, great guests are going to come on, Nick Moore and Taylor Cathy. They uh, play for the University of Tennessee. They ended up being the doubles national championships, uh, uh, national champions, rather. Um, just had had a, had a great weekend. And then USA Cornhole. Uh, I, I think really, Bernie, it was probably the first time that, that uh, we had our first you know, kind of pseudo international competition, international formalized USA cornhole event. Right. And, uh, and unfortunately it was tempered a little bit just because of stupid COVID. Right. Um, unable to get, uh, I think there were about three or four countries that were trying to actually get a team to Myrtle yeah. beach. Uh, just couldn't get, just couldn't get out of the country. Yeah. That's, that's too bad. I and mean, we like the, Austra- like there's a big group in Australia that play. Whoa. Almost knocked everything down. There's a big group in Australia that play that came a couple of years ago to our nationals. They did, you know, it wasn't a, a USA Cornhole event, but they just wanted to come and kind of take part. And that was awesome to see them. And I know they want to be a part of things going forward. But yeah, COVID has really put a damper on some of those events. But yeah, it was still, yeah. I mean, what a weekend, like you're saying, to have those, you know, three major events going on all in the same building, you know. So it was great to kind of get to watch the high school kids, watch the college kids who are watching the pros, you know, who are watching the USA event. Like it was really cool to kind of, Watch to kind of see it all kind of take place under the same roof. It was cool. Yeah, watch. yeah, and obvi- obviously with the uh, lack, I guess you can say, presence of of international players, uh, USA did dominate it. It was really kind of billed as more of an ex ex uh, exhibition sure. anyway. Sure. But the USA really dominated. But uh, but um, huge shout out to Maya Cup. Uh, Maya, yeah. uh, obviously, who's an ACL pro. As many of you who are watching the show know, this uh, really really accomplished uh, pro. Um, she was playing on behalf of the Philippines, which is her native country, mm-hmm. and uh, she won women's singles, uh, knocking did. off Allison Peters. So we'll who was a replacement for someone who could not be there because of COVID? Right. And that's just yeah. I hopefully in 2022, and it's not going to happen in the first half, but maybe second half of 2022, we can kind of maybe just get past all this. Maybe. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 sad what it's doing. It's yeah, time. it's time to come together and move back. Oh no! You see, see, this is why, this is why we're not going to let you produce the show, because that's twice, that's twice now that you're doing it. All right, you've totally knocked yourself off. Like I can't even hear your, I can't even hear you now. You've totally unplugged yourself. You lost your audio and everything. All right, so while you're trying to figure that out, um. Last thing here before we get to uh, Nick Moore and Taylor Cathy of Tennessee. Uh, again, for those of you who are new to cornhole or or just kind of casual fans, one of the great thing, one of the great things about the college division is that whether you are a two year school like a community college or a tech school, 
or you're a four-year uh, school, like a Power Five, uh, like the University of Tennessee or like Auburn, who won it last year. Uh, the singles champion came out of NC State last year. But it doesn't matter whether you're a two-year two school or a four-year school. All of those schools compete on the same level. So you can get a two-year community college taken on Tennessee for a chance to win the national championship. And that's awesome. So so huge shout-out with that to uh, – no, I still can't hear you. Huge shout-out to uh, – Kobe Costanza of Delgado Community College in New Orleans, Louisiana. So he was your singles national champion. And then on the double side, we went more power five, went back to the to the SEC. So the SEC now has won on the double side back-to-back. It was Auburn last year. This year, it's the University of Tennessee. And again, uh, Nick Moore and Taylor Cathy um, represent the University of Tennessee and win the national championship. So, and then, uh, I wrote it down cause I couldn't remember. I, I want to make sure I remember. Oh, high school national champions, Thunder Ridge high school, Anthony, uh, I own who I do the broadcast with in USA cornhole. Um, Anthony, very familiar with Thunder Ridge high school, a Denver area high school. So they're your national champions on the, um, on the high school side. So anyway, all right. So we've lost Bernie. So anyway, these guys have been waiting long enough. So welcome into the show, Nick Moore and Taylor Kathy. What's up, guys? How's it going? How much? How's it going? Good, good. Well, hey, thanks so much for uh, joining us. I know kind of last minute you guys played this weekend, and and uh, Bernie and I were, were really tried you know tried to get in touch with you guys and get you guys on the show. So I know it's last minute, but thanks for coming on and and what a, what a great weekend for you guys, Nick. I guess I'll start with you um, first. Um, how much attention have you guys gotten over the last 48 hours since one of the uh, doubles cornhole national championship? Uh, quite a lot. The University of Tennessee definitely has the best fan base out there, and they've shown us a lot of support, and it's it's been a lot. <laughs> appreciate all of them. Well, we appreciate Bernie now rejoining the show as well. A- am I back? Can you hear me? You're back. Yes. This is, yeah, this is – this all right. Top five most embarrassing moment ever, maybe. <laughs> no, not even. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, not. Not even. Yeah, for either one of us. All right, Taylor. What about you? I mean, what what happened like with your social media and everything over the last forty eight hours after you guys won? Oh man, I, I've received more congratulations than I ever could imagine. I had people reaching out to me like that I haven't talked to in years, and they're like, "Hey, congratulations, man!" And I was like, "Thanks, thanks so much." So, just a big thank you to everybody who's reached out to me or Nick and just said, congratulations. It really means a lot. And thanks to the university of Tennessee too. Um, we actually made the local news. Uh, Nick had sent me a video this morning. So that was actually pretty cool. Going in, going into this year, Nick, did you feel like it was a redemption tour of sorts for you? I know coming into last year, there was a lot of talk, kind of how it was for Ben Brown this year. There were a lot of people telling us from across the country, like, Got to watch out for Nick Moore. You got to watch out for these Tennessee kids. They're coming. You know they're gonna they're gonna play really well. You know they might win this whole thing. And then you didn't kind of perform up to I think your own expectations. Did you feel this was kind of a vindication for you, like you and Taylor being able to kind of play the way that you did at such a high level? Do you feel vindicated by that? Uh, I definitely do. I've definitely how we played last year was not who we were, but we did run into Blaine and Travis, and they were. There's no one that was gonna stop them that day. They were both throwing red hot and they they definitely earned it last year. But we didn't throw how we usually do. And if we would have thrown a little bit better, probably could have gave them a game, but twenty one zero after five rounds was all we could give yeah. Blaine and Travis last year. 
Yeah, I mean, for those who don't know, I mean, Nick, I, I think you really beat yourself up. I mean, you're right. I mean, you're being kind of, uh, I mean, downplaying it right now, but you were pretty upset about that. And I mean, but it happens, brother. I mean, it just does. I mean, sometimes you come out Part and you don't have it and the other team just does, right? It just goes that way. But I feel like you really beat yourself up. How much did that play with your mind and how did you beat those demons this weekend? Uh, definitely. I mean, having that whole year, I mean, you're thinking about it all the time going into the pro qualifier. You just, I kept thinking back to that ESPN match and definitely I just needed to get this off my shoulders. I told Taylor, I said, going into the weekend, I said, I just want to redeem myself. I said, we don't have to go out and win it. I said, I just want to prove to everybody that what they saw was not who we were. And I just wanted to play better than what they saw and definitely showed that and definitely came out with a win. And I'm very proud of Taylor just joining joining me on that. All right. I got I got two questions for you, Taylor. All right. Two. First, do you think you jumping up and down on the last bag of the semifinal match helped that bag go in? And secondly, <laughs> Nick was telling me that what you're going to school for and what you do basically makes the pressure of being on TV look very simple. So can you explain what it is that you're doing there? But first, let me know about that bag going in the semifinals. So I've had several people reach out to me <laughs> and they're like, you jumping up and down definitely made that ball in. And I was like, no, no, no. <laughs> I was far enough away from that board. It didn't make a difference. And I, the only reason I started jumping is because I saw it start moving. I just got really excited. So I like sort of <laughs> And yeah. uh, I, I honestly, those like that's one of those shots too. It's like you see it bunch up around the hole every time and it just sits there and hangs. Yeah. Like Ben Brown, I mean, he had a couple shots against me and I just like the guy's been clutch all day. And then he like leaves one right and it just hangs up in the hole. And so I, I did not expect that bag to fall. And as soon as it did, I mean, <laughs> the, the reaction, I, I went back and whenever we watched it on Sunday and I got home, I was laughing at myself. <laughs> because I was like, I, that it just is what it is. So that was, that was, that was priceless. Hey, I, I hate to jump in because I want you to answer the second part of uh, Bernie's question, but just for those again, who didn't see it this weekend, I mean, Trey Ryder just put out his end of the year top 10. This is going to be th this shot by Nick in the semifinals this past weekend. Um, you know, on, on the route to the, to the doubles national championship was one of the all time shots. So Nick, the, the bags run Nick's side of the board. So again, you guys are are down. If I remember right, you guys are down by two in the final round. So Nick Nick's got the final cornhole bag in his hand, right? If it goes in the hole, you get three points. On the board is one point. So they're down by two. So Nick is forced to have to put the bag in his hand in the hole. Even if it's on the board, you guys lose by one. So it had to be in the hole. So Nick fires that last shot, and it slides up the board. And it literally, like we're talking about, literally hangs on the back side of the hole. As soon as it hits, you can and it see wasn't, it. And it wasn't an empty board. I mean, there were bags yeah. all around the hole. I mean, it was not yeah. an empty board. I mean, so it's got to go, right? It's got to go or you're done. And, and, it, and it hangs there for a second and it starts to slowly slide back in. And Trey and I are like, oh, my God, that's going to go. And sure enough, it drops. You guys win in the semifinals, head of the championship round. So, I mean, that, that really kind of sets the stage for what Taylor's talking about. So now Taylor's jump up and down. Some people are saying, well, hey, he made it go in. Taylor, I'm, I'm with you. Watch it, watching the replay because I did. Um, it was already starting to come back. It was moving. Yeah. Yeah. Because 
when I was this <laughs> bump at the end or that bag falling. <laughs> I love the fist bump. I'm going fist bump. I, I I don't even think it, it was a terrible shot. What are you talking about, Nate? My fist bump made it. <laughs> no, I told after after the game, I told Nick, I was like, I'm gonna tell my kids about that shot. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Like, that's, that's one of those shots you'll never forget because oh. it was a make it or break it moment. And that it was at that moment when I was like He's no longer deemed a choke artist. That man is clutch. He is a clutch <laughs> artist, what he is. Because he Absolutely. Just, and that's why I told him, even in my interview, I was like, I'm going to go get him some freaking Icy Hot because I know his back is hurt. I added him up. He gave up two points in three games, and he was just carrying me. And most of the time, it's like – and like with other guys, you know, I play with, and Nick's been on the big stage. And, you know, I'm not – if I, if I told you I wasn't nervous, I'd be lying. And – he just like had ice in his veins. So he had already been in that situation. He knew how the pressure was. And, you know, I, you could watch me throw. And I mean, I, you could definitely see the nerves, but man, he, he come in clutch. And, and Nick, that, I guess, Nick, that's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, so, I mean, it has to go in, in the semifinals. Otherwise you guys are done. I mean, it's like the NCAA tournament. I mean, it's single elimination. So you lose and, and you literally you're headed home. So, yeah. So after what happened last year, when, when you you know again you clutch your your neck, and you th- think that you're a choke artist. I mean, was that going through your mind at all, or you did you just totally put that out of your head? Like, what was it when you had that last bag? What were you thinking? I personally, I I had no nerves going into that shot. I told myself, "Hey, he missed that third bag, finish up." And my third bag didn't go where I wanted it to, obviously. And he gave me a chance to where I thought I was going to have to airmail drag to get the win. And he put it to where I had a chance. I was like, just finish. Yeah. Taylor, I promise we're getting to my second question. <laughs> I, I really am. I really do want to know. But as you were saying, I mean, you know, the, the, the players you were playing against, you know, they did. He did miss a bag. Didn't miss it. But I mean, it wasn't where I think he wanted it to be and kind of gave you a chance once he you know, didn't quite make that shot. Did you feel just kind of relaxed? Like, oh, I'm good now. I'm good. Like, I don't have to do some crazy shot. at This is just, I can make this shot. Did like, did, did it free you up at all? With personally, I wanted him to knock in my bag and just stay on the board. <laughs> all I had to do it was, my, was what was going through my head. But where, where he put it, I was like, just all his thing was just get it to the board. But the bag did the rest. And obviously, the bag did do the rest. It did when it hung there. It hung there. I dropped to my knees. I thought, I was like, man, I do it. And I'm, someone yelled it was moving. I looked up and I'm glad that I saw it. That was me, the by the way. I was yelling on, I was like, it's moving. I, I like, I, I forgot just not, I forgot to not yell, but I wanted to make, cause it, you could see it even from where I was standing. Like it was still moving. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right, you want right. to get to the? Do you want to get to the second part of your I, question? I do. I do want Taylor to like you know because obviously the pressure of playing on national television is brutal, but Taylor, I think you you experience a completely different kind of pressure that most of us will never experience. So can you can you kind of walk us through what you're going to school for and kind of what you do on a daily basis? So, um, my the ultimate goal is to be a nurse anesthetist. Um, so putting people to sleep is just a task within itself. Um, being in the medical field, it, I mean, it's just, you you know, I, ever since I've been in high school, actually was a CNA for the longest time. Um, and I knew from then 
that that's what I, I wanted to be a nurse and just be able to help people. And, you know, you get to see some of these people. I, I, I tell everybody, you know, even even working in the emergency room, you've got um, like a baby going to be born in one room and a, a dying parent in the other. So it's it's and then with the whole COVID situation, too, mm-hmm. it's, just, it's taking a toll on everybody, man. So it's uh, it's one of those things where just like um, I, I, I say it all the time. Teachers, teachers and nurses are the most underrated profession in this nation. And that's 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 the gener- that's your next generation's being educated by these people and they do not receive enough credit. And then you've got people who are risking their lives to save other lives. And it's to, to get to your question, it's two totally different types of pressure. I, (laughs) I thrive on that pressure though, because I know that what I do there makes a difference, but what I do on TV, yes, it might, it might make a difference. It might spark some people's interest, but it's not nearly as big of an impact. That's awesome. I I, got to let you know, I mean, I was an EMT for a brief period of time just because I wanted to kind of experience that. And then when I realized, I mean, very selfish on my part, when I realized what I was getting paid, you know, in the hours put in, I was like, I can't as much as I want to do this, I can't do this. And like, and you're right. I mean, people in the, in those fields, nursing, emergency medicine, I mean, obviously doctors do very right. well, but the other folks that make everything happen up until that moment a doctor walks in the room are highly underpaid and highly underappreciated. So, so thank you for doing all that. I really appreciate it. Yeah, I couldn't agree more, man. Thank you. Well, and, and Taylor, I mean, to your point, to your and Bernie's points, I mean, you can tell, you can tell just watching you that there is a higher purpose in your life than just what's going on. I, I would say what you did on stage over the weekend. Um, was exciting and fun for you, but not pressure. Um, it's, it's just kind of what it looked like because, you know, again, as much as we've talked about Nick's shot in the semifinals to put you guys in the championship, you actually had the bags in your hand when the game was somewhat close in round seven of the championship. And uh, you had the bags in your hand, and actually uh, it was your round that won the championship. So, again, you know, I'm not sure if I'm reading you right or not because obviously I've only known you for about 72 hours. But, again, it, it seemed <laughs> like it was more fun and more excitement because, you know, for you, there is a larger purpose. Well, I told Nick coming in, Nick, Nick was like, man, I just don't want to let you down. That's, he kept saying, I don't want to let you down. I was like, Nick, throw your back, dude. I said, you're not going to let me down. I said, you know, with school and stuff, I, I don't get to play nearly as much as I used to. And, um, I, I'm typically one once a week guy, like I'll go throw. And, um, for me, I feel like if I throw cornhole a lot, I start getting into bad habits. And um, where some people need to play every day, I, I'm good with playing like two, three times a week. I feel like it helps me. Otherwise, I start trying to get too crazy and do too much. And um, it's just <laughs> not my game. But um, Nick, he he threw lights out, man. I mean, anybody who averages like a 10.1 in those three rounds and a clutch situation, and I'm over here maybe getting a little over a seven, you you can you can see who, who's been on the big stage before. So. <laughs> He, uh, even though, even though I might have looked cool, calm and collected deep down inside, my heart was racing. I can promise you. I got, I got to tell you, Nick, I want to go ahead and apologize to you because I don't know if you saw that Trey and I had our little breakdown of the Asheville open and I put, you know, a bunch, I had a bunch of college guys or guys that were in the college game last year on my list as guys I wanted to watch. 
It's a jinx, man. Anytime I put someone on that list, it's going to be a rough weekend for them. So I'm just going to go ahead and apologize ahead of time. I'm, I'm excited. I want to see how you respond this weekend because that field will be, you know, it's not as big as the Virginia Beach Open, but it's deep talent wise. And so I, I think you're going to get a good gauge of where your game is at, so to speak. I sure hope so. Again, Ben Brown then, huh, Bernie? Huh? <laughs> No, no pressure I, on Ben Brown then, huh? I, I, no, he's on the list. I put Ben I on the list. It's, I know that's what I'm uh -oh. saying. It's, yeah, I mean, it's. I feel bad for everybody I put on those lists. It's like, man, every time I, Eric Davis's mother won't even speak to me because I said because <laughs> I because I said he was going to win the uh, shootout series singles and it didn't happen and she still won't talk to me. Oh, that's fine. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> uh, again, we are we are visiting this week here on Borderline with Nick Moore and Taylor Cathy. They are the doubles cornhole national champions out of the University of Tennessee. And Nick, we heard about Taylor's story. So uh, behind the scenes, what's uh, what's your major? What are your plans? So I'm majoring in math education. So <laughs> the past four years, I've been a basketball coach, and basically, I was just trying to find a education, a degree to where I can stay in as a basketball coach and today coming back to practice it was how much money did you win how, how, how'd you get <laughs> and it's just all the questions i had all the the girls coach was coming in congratulating me and he's like hey talk to talk about me on there talk about me on there and i was like okay i was like they asked a certain question we'll get to that but i definitely definitely wanted to just go back to school and just stay in something that i can Staying coaching basketball, that's just something I've always wanted to do. And being a math teacher and being able to do that is something that I've just gone to school for now. Wow. I want you to know that my mother actually has her PhD in math education. Really? She, she's one of those, you know, published people, but she did it late in her 60s because she had something to prove. She's she's a very, you know, she's one of these high overachievers that had a son that's one of these very low underachievers. So, so, so it, 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 it even, which, which son is that Bernie? Yeah. That the only, yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, Nick, Nick, if you can, um, and, and we didn't have a chance to catch up too much before the broadcast. I'm sorry about that. There are so many teams and I so badly wanted to hook up with you guys just to kind of hear your guys' story and, and spend some more time together. Uh, it's so impossible in those in those situations. As a matter of fact, Bernie, I can't remember if it was you or Trey. I told somebody, I said, you watch. I said, Nick and Taylor, I didn't get a chance to talk to them much. You watch. They're going to win it. Like the oh, team yeah. I know the least amount about. Oh, yeah, for sure. They're going to win it. But but so so Nick, tell me uh, about your story with Taylor. Like, like, I don't think you guys have played together a whole lot, right? No. So I met Taylor at either Windy City or the Moose Lodge. We met at a blind draw one time and. I started talking to Taylor and he, he would talk to my dad about hikes and all that and started hanging out with Taylor more and more every bond draw. And we didn't team up until I think the week before Christmas, we finally sat down wow. and I said, Hey, me and Robbie's not going to go. And I talked to Taylor and Taylor was like, yeah, I'll go with you. And our plan was Taylor's a Reynolds thrower. Our plan was to throw Reynolds. And then the day of singles, Taylor starts throwing contraband cutthroats. And that's what he stuck with all weekend. So he had, I guess, two days of playing with those bags before we got on ESPN with them. That's awesome. 
Yeah, the contraband yeah. people will get on you, won't they? Once they find you, they're gonna they're gonna be all over you. Shoot, I hope so. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I saw where Noah Wooten's coming out with some custom bags. Supposed to be released here pretty soon. Got the combats and the cutthroat. So yep, excited to see him. Yeah, I saw that today too. So what is what is uh, cornhole like, uh, Taylor, on uh, on campus at Tennessee? I mean, is it is it tough to find a game? Is there a club? I mean, there there are some schools like Colorado that we know uh, that Bernie's very familiar with. I mean, they have they have dozens and dozens of players. So is cornhole a thing at Tennessee or or still emerging? I mean, how many how many players are there? Have you ever been to a to Rocky Top on a Saturday in the fall? Absolutely. No, that is that is total bucket list for me. <laughs> Because if you haven't, you'll see cornhole boards set up everywhere. And I'll tell you, it's the best <laughs> spot to money. There's no better way to take it. You can take a drunk man's money any day. And believe me, <laughs> they're going to have a throwdown every Saturday. But they, there's several different bars and stuff that you can go play at on the strip. Um, and then where Nick and I, we, um, we play at like moose lodge and then we play at a, a local bar i mean they're like 20 30 minutes from campus so just you, there's like local facebook pages and stuff you can get on and just find a place so there's always something going on man knoxville's knoxville's booming if you've never been to knoxville i highly recommend it. yeah i've actually, actually yeah, broadcast I, a couple of basketball games there but never been uh or broadcast a football football game there but but as far as but as far as on campus actual college players i mean is it just you guys is there anybody else who you guys play with there's a few guys here and there, but not that. I, do you know anybody? Wow, that's, not yeah. that I know. that's another another school that's been hard to break into. Like we, I, I used to uh, head up the uh, college platform, and it was a school that was very difficult. It was it was a hard nut to crack. I mean, there there are some schools around the country that are open armed and want us involved and helping, and then you know Tennessee's like, yeah, we got it, whatever. Yeah, you know, and and it's you know it's like. Because you, I, mean, I get it, because the you know the schools sometimes get very protective, especially of their intramural programs, their club sports. They get you know they don't want someone from the outside. And I get that, I understand it. But it's like you know this sport. I know there's kids on this campus that love this sport. We just got to find a way to get them all together. Because you know at a big school, you might there might be other players playing, and you might not ever run across them, right? I mean, like it's just it's just the way it is mm -hmm. at a big school. Well, hey, Nick, I've got a question for you. Um, I just kind of want to get your overall thoughts on the game uh, and how it's grown and and the evolution of the game and the way that it's played. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna do a rant on this. I wanted to do it this week, but because of technical issues, we couldn't. But um, but it, why I wanted to ask you was because and and again, you gotta remember me. I I think one of uh, of the reasons why Trey likes to pick my brain sometimes is because I'm not a cornhole expert, so I'm kind of the everyday guy and. Um, you know, something that you guys did that I loved that we didn't see much this weekend, and I'm afraid that maybe the sport is slowly um, graduating away from this type of play. You guys hit 15 of your first 16 shots, I think, in the semifinals, maybe in the championship round. And you just don't see much bag for bag now. And, and I'm going to, I'm gonna again, I'm going to go on a huge rant about this because I think it's a cautionary tale because whether it's the NFL, whether it's baseball, whether it's golf, NASCAR, we want to see special. We want to see something we can't do at home. We want to see you guys hit 25 or 30 straight. I mean, it's great to be able to block the hole and somebody blocks in behind you and then somebody rolls it and maybe it goes in, maybe it doesn't. Somebody airmails, got a 50-50 shot. That's fine. Pe people at home miss all the time. We don't want to see you guys miss. We want to see 15 out of 16. We want to see 20 out of 25. 
Um, it, it feels like in the college game this past weekend, Nick, I, I'm seeing a lot more blocking and a lot more, you know, dirty boards than actually sliding them all in the hole. What, what, what are, what are your, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings about where the game is going style wise? Well, me personally, Taylor can vouch for this. My game is usually block, push and replace, or airmails, make the board dirty. And just something about this weekend, I told Taylor, I said, I'm just going to try to put them all in the hole. I said, I'm going to try to make the other guy make a mistake, or once he does make a mistake, I said, then then you'll see me block. But I said, I just need to see the bags go in the hole and stay calm and collected with that. So I didn't want to block and leave an opportunity for someone to capitalize. I just wanted them to make that mistake to where then I would block or do something that I usually play like. So I didn't play my my typical style of game. And I wish I had a roll bag. That's something that I wish I could learn how to do, but I just that's just something I can't can't learn how to do just yet. I'm on the other side of this. I'm on the other side of this this argument. Because when you get to a certain level, any when you get to a certain level of playing, and, and the folks at home don't really understand this, anyone can slide the bag in. You know, four baggers aren't difficult if there's nothing on the board to just slide it in when you get to a certain level of talent in cornhole. So to score points, you have to make the other player miss somehow. And you can't do that just by sliding it in every time. And that's where players score points is by muddying up the game, you know, either a roll bag or an air mail, which was the, the previous kill shot, if you will. I think the roll bag has become, kind of become the cool thing to do now, especially for players. It seems like under the age of 30, everyone wants to kind of have a roll bag. Mm-hmm. I, I just, you know, the you see it more in the women's game, oddly enough, just the bag for bag for bag game than you do in the men's game. But then again, you've got Matt Guy. Matt Guy is going to slide it all day until someone makes him airmail, and then he's going to hit an airmail. Otherwise, he's just going to slide it in. I think that's a... I don't know. I don't. I don't know where I stand on it. And I, he wasn't asking me, so it doesn't matter where I stand on it. But I just, <laughs> I just, I, I just think for the players that get to a certain level, they know to win a game you have to score points, and the easiest way to score points is to not let the person just slide it in every time. And and I think I think Bernie, I think you hit the nail on the head. And again, you know, next show we can really dive into this more, so we don't have to bore Nick and Taylor with it. But <laughs> you know, you start you started your your opinion with you know, the people at home may not understand this. And I guess that's my, that's my worry is that you're right. They're not going to get it. It's like in golf, right? You see a yeah. guy, you see somebody tee off and he hits a 350, 360 yards. And that's great, right? Because we can't do that. Right. But then if all of a sudden after a long drive, you know, he hits a second one over, duffs I, it coming back and four parts, it's like, I wait a second, I, 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 that's what I do. I hear you. But how many people at home can roll? None. People that don't really play the game, they don't have a roll bag. They don't have an airmail. You know, they 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 try to kind of slide it in best they can. Yeah. And maybe an airmail if they're lucky, but none of them have a roll bag. None of them have a cut shot. So I would think that would be something that would interest them personally. Like to me, that's that's more interesting because I have zero idea how to hit that shot, a roll shot, none. Another another big factor too is that. It's in round women, so you have to play yeah. your game totally different. So, it, if you're going to go to 21, I mean, if you, we can go bag for bag all day long until you miss and make the first man miss. But until right. if you want to go 16, 24, whatever it is in a row, 
yeah, you can do that, but a zero to zero at the end of 10 rounds is still zero to zero. I have to find a way to make you miss. And so Such a good that's point. where I think, I think that's where that block bag comes in key. And then as a doubles partner, I know for a fact Nick was going boom, boom, boom. So it's like, it was funny on the, the announcer was like, Taylor needs to get the bags back to Nick. And at that point, they were not wrong. I, I need to get the bags back to Nick. And whether I block or score points, I just. I believe that it. announcer was me, by the way. I think Taylor was mad at me after the first day. <laughs> I, I, I was not happy. <laughs> Is get that right? Get the bags back. Right. All right. And I didn't mean it that way. What I meant was, you know, I think Nick had a better chance to score more points. He so did. it's not saying don't score your points, don't do what you have to do. But at the end of the day, it's better to like not take a bunch of chances, you know, you know, have washes or score one or two on your end and then let Nick do the real damage is really what I meant to say. But I, I said it by just get the bags back. And I think Taylor got really mad at me. That's my whole thing. <laughs> I'm, nothing makes me more mad giving up something bigger than a three. A three right. is like if you give up a four or five spot, it just – and I started off both games giving up a four spot. And I was like, seriously, here we go. So, <laughs> and, then I put it in the hole, and then he's digging his way out. So get the bags back. <laughs> that is funny. I didn't realize that you heard him say that. That's that good. was on yeah, that was on the uh the side court, the uh the the digital broadcast I was That's doing. Good. Yeah, that was and you can't and you know you can't like when you're talking with the headsets on, you don't realize how loud you're saying things. <laughs> Oh, I so, know. So, you know, you know, so it's it's out loud. People can hear yeah. you. Too. Yeah. So it's I, f I felt bad because Nick came up to me afterwards and was like, "Yeah, I don't think Taylor was real happy about that." Guy. Well, he told me I, I have my music in, so I have I have no idea what's being said. So all right, so so all right. Hashtag looking for a friend, right? I mean, does any does anyone see what I'm saying? Like, all right, like, is there any way that you can just maybe like go on a large, you know, a long stretch of hitting 15, 20, 25 in a row, and then start to play against each other? It's like a NASCAR, right? I mean, everyone's going 180 miles an hour. They just a bunch of laps. It's exciting because they're driving 180 miles an hour, and then all of a sudden they start strategy. I mean, is is there some sort of happy medium? I think. To your point, Jeff, I mean, there, there have been matches this year. I know that Trey Birchfield and Matt Guy and Matt Guy and Alex Hicks on the pro level had yes. a couple of matches where it was bad. And I think that's almost kind of a, a challenge, right? I want to see how many you can make because this is how many I can make. And it gets to a point like, all right, we're going to keep doing this until someone misses because to Taylor's point, those aren't round limited matchups. So they can kind of do that and prove a point to each other. But yeah. to Taylor's point, and the way that we have college set up for the broadcast and for that tournament where it's round limited, you got to score points. You got 10 rounds. You got to win. And, yeah. it's, and you, like, you know, like, like you're saying, Taylor, like you can go eight rounds, everybody throws four baggers. Well, then what do you do when the, you know, you know, you, you, it's zero, zero. Is that more entertaining to the fan at home at zero, zero? I don't know. I just, I, I don't know. I don't know. I think, I think I, I'm just telling you just, just from what I've seen and from what I've heard, is that people want to see long stretches of consecutive shots in the hole? It I, makes I get it exciting. It. it just it just does. I mean, when when I start talking about somebody hitting twenty in a row, or like with Nick and Taylor, with you guys again, going back to you, you guys were were, were a perfect and the only example. Taylor, I think you hit I think you hit eight straight to start the match, and Nick, you hit seven of eight. And I'm telling you, the excitement level of the audience at home when these guys start freaking going off. Is amazing because it's that's true. not something that we can do. It's true. 
Just you know what? I, I wish guys would develop more of a roll bag because an airmail, even the top level pros, we've done research on it now, might hit 60%. So they're going to miss a lot. Yeah. And that's the best players. So, yeah. I mean, you know, those are a lot of misses. I think a roll bag still stays on the board more often than not. Yeah. Sure. You know, and, and so like, wow, did you see that? But yeah, I, I get your point. I mean, I, 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 I can understand if you're someone at home that's just not used to making a lot of shots that watching someone hit 24 bags in a row has got to seem like they're from another planet. So yeah, it's that. awesome. Well, yeah. on to that point, I think, Jeff, I believe you called the game where Damon and Matt played each other and they were bag for bag, bag for bag, and then they had that last round where yeah. Damon throws it off and then Matt throws it off. And it's like, these guys I was. Are- I was actually calling that game with Trey Ryder, and I literally almost – I could not believe what I was watching. I couldn't believe when Matt missed that last bag. I know he couldn't believe it either. But that's exactly what I'm talking about, Nick, and that's a great point because up until that point, they couldn't miss, right? Yeah. I mean, they're they're just – they're just. I mean, it it literally is. It's like a prize fight. I mean, they are going at it. And then all of a sudden when they miss, it's shocking, and it brings all this drama, and it's just – and that's just – and again, it was a great weekend. But that's just something that I thought, other than you guys, again, I can't remember if it's the semifinals or the championship, other than you guys, we just I just I just felt like we were missing that big exciting run. But I don't know. I guess like by the I way, said, Jeff, by the way, Jeff, this this is a perfect lead-in for you. Well, by the way, Nick and Taylor, welcome to like just two old guys arguing about nothing. <laughs> this is a perfect lead-in for you for women's play because the women do tend to go bag for bag more. You don't see as dirty outside of Miranda Coy. You don't really see the ladies kind of muddling up the board and doing a lot of that. It's bag for bag for bag. And that's what makes it sometimes very exciting when you watch a Cheyenne Renner, you know, hit 40 straight bags. Right. Right. All right. We've only got a few minutes. We've only got a few minutes left. So we got to wrap things up. So Nick, um, so what's so what's next for you? Like how how do you feel like this moment? Um, And I'm so glad you guys are getting uh, attention because it's well deserved and and I just love it. Um, how is this going to help you and propel you? And what's going to be next for you with your game? Uh, for me, definitely last year, it was a confidence boost, even with struggling. And that led into the pro qualifier last year where I went six and two. So definitely right now, my mindset is get through school, get through the summer, get through basketball practice so I can get back into practicing my cornhole where I was that one, two, three hours a day. And hopefully you go from there. We got conference coming up. We have Asheville this weekend, and I'm going to try my best, try my hardest to make a run this weekend, whether it's a fifth-place finish or winning my bracket. I don't know what's going to happen, but I definitely just want to prove to myself and prove to everybody that I can make a run, and we'll see what happens. And Taylor, what about you? I mean, obviously, we talked earlier in the show. you got a lot going on right now uh, with school, but uh, where, where does what, what's next for you, and where is this going to take you? So the plan is like Nick, just kind of finish school out and then uh, kind of see where life takes me. But um, in the meantime, you know, I'll um, not this coming up weekend. I'm going to miss Asheville, but the following weekend I'll be back in Smyrna. I'm going to go play at a regional in Hooptown. Um, my dad's actually yeah, it's his 50th birthday, so I'll be back home. Surprise the old man! Um, but I'll uh, be down there and then plan on hitting up the uh, ACO, the Knoxville Major, the following weekend. Um, just playing locally here. And then uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. Maybe I can hit some big tournaments. Just just depends on what the schedule brings us. So, 
you guys going to try and especially you, Nick, because you're uh, you're so much into coaching. I mean, any thoughts of either one of you guys trying to trying to make cornhole try to improve the scene and and uh, improve its presence actually on campus? I definitely talked to my high schoolers today, and I was like, I was like, my brother plays with me, but we couldn't find him a partner, or else he would have went to the high school series. And then they're all like, Coach, Coach, can you teach me how to throw? <laughs> how to throw? And I was like, Listen, guys. I said, I'll teach you all how to throw, but you got to promise me you will do that high school series next year. And they, I had a few say that they would try to get to that level. And I said, y'all don't have to be throwing 12 in a row, 14 in a row. I was like, y'all just got to be consistent. I said, I will try my best to help them get to that level and travel down to Myrtle Beach next year with them and help them as best as I can for that high school series. That's awesome. Well, hey, Nick and Taylor – Again, uh, congratulations. Your doubles national champions out of the University of Tennessee. Uh, well done, guys, and look forward to watching you guys play again sometime soon. Thank you. Thanks, Jeff. All right. Nick Moore, Taylor Cathy, what a weekend out of those guys. Yeah. And again, uh, we only got about 30 seconds left here, Bernie. But again, for those who don't know me, behind the scenes, it's it's a grind, right? I mean, yeah. they, they've got to go through rounders just for their seating, and then yep. – a full day of single elimination just to get yeah. where they were. It's, it's tough. It's, you know what? And I will say this, I'm going to say it fast. I think what made them so special was that a lot of the guys can hit big shots. A lot of the girls that were there, they can hit big time shots like the pros that you see on TV, but they'll have these big lulls, right? They won't play as yeah. well. I think those two guys kept their floor very high, if that makes any sense. And that's what, kind of what led them to their championship. Yeah, absolutely. All right, man. Great to see you this weekend. And uh, I'll talk to you later this week. And and, uh, again, thanks everybody for watching and we'll talk to you again next week.